I wish I was recording that. <laughs> All right, hey guys, welcome to episode 30 of PlayStation Derailed. That's PSU.com's podcast. I'm Donald Rivera, East Coast editor for PSU.com, and with me as always, I have Mike Heridance. All right, guys. All right, Mike. All right, right back. Hello. And uh, returning <laughs> guest is Joseph Faith. Hey, guys. Hey, Joseph. How's it going? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty good. How are you, Don? I'm okay. I need to get a better. Uh, I need to. I need to get a better intro to the podcast. I have that. Like that's like hardwired into my head. And uh, <laughs> while I was saying it, I'm like, why am I saying this? Uh, because Mike and Joseph won't be giving the title. So why am I giving my title, East Coast editor? What does that even mean? Um, I think it means that you're on the East Coast and you're it, probably an editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. <laughs> um, no stuff for us, in it. <laughs> in it, mate. Uh, it's getting colder, guys. Oh yeah, don't don't tell me talk to me about being cold, man. Every time I go out to work out, I'm freezing my ass off. I have to wear a hoodie now. Yeah, okay, like... but uh, well, I mean, wouldn't you, <laughs> wouldn't you wear a hoodie anyways? Because you're trying to like burn as like, wouldn't you? Don't you wear as much clothes as many clothes as possible? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not trying to trim up anymore. I'm trying to put on a bit of muscle. So okay. I used to go out in a t-shirt. Okay. Just so you all knew, because I know you're dying to know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you also, t- you also told us about off air. You told us about like some, some, some wounds that the winter is giving you, or the the coming winter. You said that it, it, it the cold is splitting your skin in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a right bitch. Yeah, my thumb it's splitting. It's got a paper cut style split down. So every time I type, I'm in severe pain. It's really quite worrying, actually. I was a bit confused when I heard about that. I thought your muscle would split the cold in half. <laughs> <laughs> your muscles split the winter in half. Oh it's man. Been known. It's, yeah, been... it's kind of like Groundhog Day. Like when his muscles split the winter in half, it only lasts like half as long. Half as long. <laughs> Um, it gets really cold in Montreal. Montreal is a really nice place. Uh, that's the worst part about it, though, is that it gets um, so damn cold. And yeah, that's not cool. I'm not even gonna be an ass and tell you what the what, what the weather's like here. In in Florida? Yeah, it's like uh like in the 80s. That's just <laughs> you are being an ass. I'll just I'll just let you know that you are being <laughs> amazing. Insanely jealous about that. Um. It's in the 80s. That's just so. So like you can you go outside and you get a tan right now. Uh, pretty much. I can go out in shorts and and then short sleeve shirts and not uh not worry about anything. You can work out topless as well. Like I've yeah, always wanted totally. to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do. <laughs> All right, guys. You want to start with uh, what came out this week? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh. What came out this week on disc and also available on PlayStation Network is Doom 3 BFG edition. Um, do we have anybody on that? I think we do, right? I think Joseph Fate is on that, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting to get review copy because uh, you know everything takes forever to get anyone yeah, uh, over here um, in the States. <laughs> right, so, okay, so I mean, look forward to Joseph's review at some point. Uh, Doom 3 BFG, any, uh, any thoughts about that, guys? Um, I never played Doom 3. I did play the original games, and I love them. But I understand this one was wow, very well received. When was it out? Like 2005 or something? I think it was on Xbox. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, was on Xbox. <laughs> I, yeah. I know, it definitely wasn't 2005, because 05 was when right. the 360 came out. Oh, right, maybe it must have been the year before then or something, yeah. Almost a couple of years. But yeah, no, no, it's meant to be a great game, and it does look good. I mean, it definitely looks like my sort of game. And this has got, like, um, it's apart from the usual HD facelift it's got um i think like improved sound and it's got like a new mission i think mm. and it's uh, got yeah, the it's original got, like, new pack 
Yeah, it's got the original um, two games in there as well, I believe, as well. So you it can play actually, like, uh, Mike, yeah. you were right. April 3rd, 2005. Oh, there we go. Nice. I'm a barrel of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking encyclopedic knowledge. It scares me sometimes. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, Mike's just gonna one day want to make a hot pocket. He's gonna go to his freezer and just grab like a pizza pocket out, and he's gonna forget how to work the microwave, and he'll be like, "What? How do I do?" But I know the release date for fucking <laughs> Monster Hunter Two. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to fucking the knowledge of how to work my microwave has just been <laughs> fucking overwritten with. Anyway, um, so I hear that the original Doom. Uh, you know, I remember playing it. It was like extremely black, extremely dark, and you always had to switch weapons to go to your flashlight. And I hear that with Doom 3 BFG, uh, they added the flashlight onto your assault rifle. Um, so now uh, this is an- not just the assault rifle. Like you can pull it up whenever you want and still have your gun out. So that's good. I don't, it, it's good. I don't know if it's gonna because I, I played uh, Doom 3 when it came out on the Xbox uh, a little bit. And I don't know if it's gonna might ruin any of like the tension. People, or not. people used to complain about that, and now that they've changed it, it, let's complain again. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we n- no one can ever be happy about uh, anything. So mm. I uh, I hadn't really played Doom 3. Uh, it to completion so i think this is the best way and i actually really do uh think i'll play it uh we've also got 007 legends that's this all comes also comes out on ps1 uh sorry psn <laughs> PS- <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing yes one um, releases it might as well be a ps1 release because i hear this game isn't so good yeah well we're gonna find out because uh timothy uh Nunes is on this one i believe okay. and i was gonna volunteer, get stuck with it I was actually going to really, I want to review this game because I'm, I'm a huge James Bond fan and I thought, oh, you know, a tribute to like all those Bond movies. How can this go wrong? And apparently very <laughs> wrong. <to answer. laughs> it's going wrong. <laughs> a tribute to all those movies. Oh. Uh, the, the, oh, I don't I, know, know, man. I've just got faith. You know, I'm an optimist. I mean, it's got Jaws in it. It's got Goldfinger. You know, it's just like, okay. <laughs> There's so many things going on. When I look at this box art, if you guys don't know what the box art of this game looks like, just like Google it or something. There are so many things going on with the box art of this game that worry me um it's just first of all the box art i think is terrible uh but it has like clips from different uh different movies right yeah but then it has the the newest james bond um from quantum of solace sorry daniel craig yeah it has daniel craig on it and it's just that's really weird isn't it do you play as daniel craig oh i actually know the whole yeah basically it's um Daniel Craig um, replaces all the other Bond actors. That's they use his so li- weird. Yeah, they use his likeness. And the, the concept is, I'll be quick. The concept is, at the beginning of the game, he gets shot, falls in the water, and starts remembering all these previous missions. And it takes you through Goldfinger, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Moonraker, License to Kill, Die Another Day, and you get the sixth mission, which is based on the upcoming Skyfall, on November 9th. It's free DLC, but it's actually not on the disc. Okay. So that's, right. that's the concept behind it. Well, so t- Tim's Tim's reviewing that one then. Yeah, he's reviewing it. Yeah. Godspeed, Tim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've on PlayStation Network. We've got Silent Hill: Book of Memories uh, for PS Vita. And oh yes. Sorry, I just have to say this. I will be reviewing this one. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that review more than any yeah, other. Just, uh, just in case, uh, it will be. It's based on the UK code, and that's not out until November the second. So obviously, it will be. A, it's two weeks today. It will be. The review will be up. And just just to like inform listeners in case you're unaware, this is actually rather a large departure from traditional Silent Hill games. It's not so much the yeah, it's um, more, it's a it's a heavy it's the, there's a heavy emphasis on um, co-op play. You can go single yeah. player, but I think it's designed for co-op and it's and it's, it's not even. Like a t- 
It's, Sorry, not even, it's not even about why well, I cut you off. So thanks for letting me carry on, <laughs> you polite bastard. But it's not even it's not even about the psychological horror anymore. You know, like Silent Hill kind of like trying to just freak you out and creep you out and you're alone. It's it's about like multiplayer, right, Mike? And like puzzle solving and, and... yeah, yeah. You so you battle. The, there's still got the enemies in there, but it is more about solving puzzles and just fighting giant bosses and stuff. It's more of an action, straightforward action action take on Silent Hill rather than being more about the kind of like the slow stomach not in tension and all that kind of stuff I as wa- you can imagine I want to play that with you I know you're going to play it for review and all but like what if, if I buy it can can we play like you're if, if you're on my friends list I'm pretty sure we can right like if yeah, you get review code yeah. you, you'd have to test out the multiplayer anyways it's 40 bucks I, it might be 40 bucks too expensive but um I'd still like to try it. Anyways, we'll talk about that more after. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, we've also I'm got... I'm kind of thinking about maybe... Uh, sorry to That's okay. really, really derail. Um, like I'm kind of thinking about maybe reviewing the Silent Hill movie that's coming up for the site. Oh. Okay, that would so be pretty cool. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should kind of... We should kind of have like a Google Hangout, which is like a video feed of all of our faces watching that movie. And we should even record a <laughs> podcast or something. Because I want to watch that movie, but I know that movie will be bad. Okay, I don't know. But I'm like 89% The original sure. Silent Hill wasn't that bad. Exactly. I quite liked it. Yeah, we've already spoke about yeah, that. Yeah, I like it too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a trailer for that new Silent Hill movie, and gosh darn it. Um, gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. Uh, I don't know, man. I've, I just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, well, I, I don't know. Well, after seeing Resident Evil One, uh, what was it bloody called? The new one, Retribution. I, I kind of understand your pessimism. <laughs> um, is it bad that I, I fully expect all of those uh, Resident Evil movies to be really, really bad, but I get excited about them and see them? Yeah, no, I'm the same. They, they, I'm the same. They are totally they're, they're brain dead popcorn movies, but they're the guilty pleasures, the way I say. It. <laughs> Damn, uh, I just like one of those '80s pop songs that you don't want to admit you like, but you really do like. In my case, it's Jason Donovan. We must go there. <laughs> 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 information, man. But the Resident Evil movies, I wish it could be like that kind of guilty pleasure for me. But uh, just no, it, it it works out. I get, I just get furious. I just get very yeah, angry. They totally rape the um, franchise law completely, don't they? And, uh, yeah, oh my god! Oh my god! Most... At least Silent Hill adheres to the Silent Hill law a lot more than Resident Evil yeah. does. True, yeah. true. Which the is, ending yeah. to the new Resident Evil movie was such. Such a oh, uh, gave me blue balls. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see it, but um, you think we should talk about it? I mean, I, the, the entire movie was like, uh, I think Michael probably backed me up on this, but it was build up for an ending that didn't happen. Like it's, yes. it's like, oh man, yeah. this ending that you really want. Yeah, even you're gonna have to wait like, a couple more years to the sixth movie. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was one of those deals. So like. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you get angry with the Resident Evil movies, I guess there's no really uh, no point, uh, no big problem in spoiling it, right? Mm. I get angry I with mean. them, but then Mila Jovovich appears with almost nothing on, and I start to feel a bit better. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of Mila Jovovich, I mean, I don't think we should, Joseph. It's still relatively new, I guess. So maybe yeah, that's listeners. True. Yeah, I don't care. We could talk oh. about it off air. But um, Mila Jovovich. Speaking of Mila Jovovich, I watched the the Fifth Element the other day, and. Uh, that's a fun movie. Mm. If not only for... Uh, anyways, look, we're, we're so derailed. Let's get derailed. back to this list. Let's get back to this list. Uh, we just need to finish this off. We've also got Dokuro uh, for PS Vita. Don't ask me what that is. Um, we've got Arquito Series 03 Pixel. Wow. We've got uh, Of Orcs and Men. Uh, we've got Jeopardy. 
uh, and Wheel of Fortune. We've got a mini in Break Quest Extra Evolution and a PS2 Classic. And this is a PS2 Classic. This is a gem <laughs> that, that shan't be forgotten. Uh, the yeah. Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for that for ages. Yeah. I'll tell you how happy I am. <laughs> so that's going to be out for $9.99. Make sure to pick that up and play only that. Um, <laughs> don't expect a review on PSG anytime soon. Um, yeah, yeah. So any any thoughts about any of those games I quickly mentioned and just didn't elaborate um, on at all? I, I think I pretty much said everything I can on all the games. The other, the latter, the latter ones I have no idea about at all. You know what I want to say? What? I want to play Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah, me too. I do. I do want to play Dishonored. I really do. Yeah, I, I admit that. It, Adam's review totally picked my picked my interest. Joseph, have you had uh, have you have you had a chance to check it out? Um, yeah, like um, I just started the second mission in. Um, so I'm not not super far, but if you play that game stealth, like it seems like it's gonna be a long game. Hmm. And uh, yeah, okay. And and you're playing on uh, 360. Uh yeah, and well, can can you talk about like the the visuals? I heard like visuals on that game weren't so strong. Um, I mean, it's it's kind it's not a super impressive looking game. It's it's more of a game that you like technical wise, but like the art style is is super appealing to me. Does it look like it looks like Bioshock, right? Like, like people uh, look like kind of cartoonish, kind of like Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it's got like a like a steampunk vibe to it. Yeah. So maybe if you're into that aesthetic, uh, it'll appeal to you a lot more. But characters are like um cartoony, so like a little. The faces are kind of odd. Um, in, in in the cartoony way, but um, overall, like I th- I really like the style. Cool. All right, guys, let's get into news. Um, sure thing. So uh, first up. Uh, Sleeping Dogs getting a new Zombies and Vampires mode for Halloween. Uh, Square Enix has announced that the next batch of post-launch content for Sleeping Dogs will add zombie, sorry, add zombie triad members and Chinese vampires into the mix. Unveiled at New York Comic Con over the weekend, uh, Nightmare on North Point will arrive just in time for Halloween in US on October 30th and will likely hit Europe the following day. Uh, Pricing for both territories has yet to be announced. So, uh, zombies and vampires. I think that's a good idea, seeing as Undead Nightmare was was awesome. Undead Nightmare was awesome. I think that's a good idea. I like the whole Halloween. Halloween's my favorite... Um, my favorite... Uh, geez. I'm blanking on the word. Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. Holiday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every year I say I'm going to do something for Halloween. I say I'm going to bleach my hair blonde, get my leather jacket and boots, and just a bit spike, and I never do. God damn it, Mike. Uh, do it this year. Bleach your, uh, bleach your hair blonde. Um, uh, yeah, then I'm going to have dark, bushy eyebrows and, and bleach just blonde hair. Blonde. <laughs> just keep it blonde. Uh, I, I like that. I like when uh, I like when developers do like something for Halloween. I find it's really fun. Halloween's so much fun, and I love when games embrace that. So I'm behind this. Even though I haven't played Sleeping Dogs, uh, Square Enix gets my vote of yay for this. You guys? Yeah, I mean, what was last year? Last year was the infamous one, right? Oh, that was fun. Uh, Festival of Blood's also really good. Um, but yes. So uh, yeah, there's there's a trend of it, and I mean, it seems really awesome. Uh, I mean, Sleeping Dogs was a good game too, right? So I mean, it's not like it's yeah. a yeah, yeah. So it's it yeah it should be good. Um, uh, Black Ops 2 Season Pass has been outed? Question mark. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 will be supported by Season Pass, allowing access to four epic DLC packs, according to the series' official UK website. Uh, the pass will carry a price tag of 34 
99 quids, squids, and cover a host of DLCs such as new multiplayer and zombies goodies. Uh, on the subject of post-launch, post-launch content, Call of Duty Elite is due to receive an overhaul prior to the launch of Black Ops 2 this November, details of which are expected to drop later this month. Uh, so let's see what we've got here for Call of Duty Black Ops 2 uh, DLC. So there's four epic DLC map packs, one great price at $10 off. Uh, you get four Call of Duty Black Ops 2 downloadable content map packs delivering a variety of new content, including multiplayer and zombies, playable content. Um, content expected to be delivered in 2013 following the game's launch. Uh, check for availability at your local GameStop or Best Buy based on... So... So these map packs would be $14.99 each on their own? Yeah, um... This, yeah, I did this story. It's one of those ones that was um, kind of leaked early and then it was like they followed up with some more information later, but I didn't update it because I wasn't around at the time. I think it's, I'm not really quite sure what's going on with this. I think it's more, I think it's more to do with the Xbox 360 version. I don't think they've announced anything specific for PS3 yet. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit confusing. When it was, um, when I wrote the story, it was literally the official site was saying, you know, for, you know, a season pass for DLC map packs, more info to be released. You know, it's really bare bones and stuff. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. That's not surprising. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> no, you don't have anything to be sorry about. I, I, I just, I, it's not surprising. I mean, uh, season pass for Black Ops 2. Um, of course that was going to happen. Of course that was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it kind of it, co- it corners their market for people who don't want don't want to pay fifty bucks a year for Elite, but still want to get everything. True, I guess. Yeah. But geez, anyway. Uh, speaking of games, we're looking forward to <laughs> Devil May Cry DMC. Uh, there's a demo that's been confirmed for that. <clears throat> so, uh, playable demo has been announced by Capcom to be released uh, in early 2013. Uh, the game will be coming out. Uh, in January, so look forward to a demo probably within the first two weeks of January, maybe third week, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game. I know Joseph is. Uh, oh, yeah. Well. Uh, I hope the demo gets some of those fucking whining, whiners uh, to shut up about Dante. Yeah. Yeah, yeah seriously. Exactly. Or, or even just like, I can't wait for it to be a thing. I can't wait till we look back and laugh and be like, hey, remember when people were giving Capcom so much shit for handing this game over to Ninja Theory and kind of... Hey, I was one of them. I'm not going to lie. I was pissed at first. I'm not going to lie because I love Devil May Cry, but I, I I, got over that now. And anyway, he goes anyway, he goes back to his old look when he turns into Devil Mode or whatever. Spoilers. Yeah. 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 And I think, and, um, I think the gameplay... Um, yeah, it looks a, great. a lot to do with the city looks a lot more interesting than, than the previous one. So Definitely. The be- I agree with that, Joseph. Uh, I played it at E3 a lot. I had a, I had a really good time. Definitely the best uh, combat and the best gameplay that has come from Ninja Theory, in my opinion. I think it outshines Heavenly Sword and uh, Enslaved by a long shot. It's really fun. Action is really fluid. It feels like a Devil May Cry game, but with that Ninja Theory touch. So cutscenes are gorgeous, and the story seems like a lot of fun, and it's just it's in its own world a lot, you know? Um, yeah, plus Virgil and uh, Mundus are in it, so that's cool as well. Uh, God yeah, damn, that was really awesome to hear. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It would have been awesome to... Anyway, I'm not getting into this. Oh, yeah, I remember you didn't want to hear about that. Uh, oh, it would have been an awesome <laughs> surprise. But anyway, uh, like Mike, what would have happened if you finished Resident Evil 6 and you had Which no I idea... Have. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. And you had no idea and then it was just like Ada campaign unlocked. Your dick would have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been so happy. Hey, it's Ada, so duh. Yeah, well, I get, but like a whole new campaign unlocked? Yeah, no, no, totally, man. Yeah, totally. That would have totally... 
Come um, on. Yeah, got me hard, as Tim would say. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Oh, and on the Resident Evil, on the topic of Resident Evil 6, last week we had our Resident Evil 6 debate. Uh, as, you know, if you listened to the last episode, you know that Mike really enjoyed it. I don't enjoy it. And they're kind of, they're kind of spiraled off this whole thing about, you know, um, of, of we, we ended up talking about reviewing a game for what it is, not what you want it to be or what it should be and whatever. And I just wanted to make clear that mm-hmm. Mike did a good job in reviewing the game. He reviewed it for... Oh, what it was, and and that uh, you know it, it appealed to him still as a game, and he had fun playing it. But I just wanted to make clear that the reason why I'm not on board isn't only that it's not you know the Resident Evil I want, but I also just don't enjoy the game. I just, yeah, I think it is much. <laughs> unlike Mike, like you know, it's cool that I, I love Mike and I love, I love most of your opinions. Um, it's just that Resident Evil Six is probably where we disagree, and this is fine. But I just don't have fun playing the game. I just I just don't enjoy the game. I don't enjoy the mechanics. I don't enjoy the story. I don't enjoy much about it uh so that's where the whole the huge divide was but if you think that you would make sure to read my caridence my caridence's review of resident evil 6 uh find it on psc.com and, and make a decision from there try out the demo and you know you might agree with him i might just be bitter and if you don't don't hate too much uh, all right. uh guys by the way fyi if you are a playstation plus member you should know that the uh playstation all-stars battle royale beta is out right now i've been playing it i've seen uh our own kyle prawl playing it um it's it's an uh, a way updated version of the 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 private beta and it's kind of buried in there until that new playstation store comes out it's kind of really always tough for me to find what playstation plus has to offer you kind of have to go through a lot of sub menus so uh yeah, make sure to download it, try it out. You know, just by trying it out, you're helping them out um, in, in testing the servers and whatnot. Um, there are only six characters, so there's Kratos, Fat Princess, Parappa, Sly, um, Radic, and am I forgetting someone? Was that six? I guess that was six. Um, but it's it's fun. It's 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 hugely improved from uh, the E3 demo, so give it a shot. Sweet. You guys gonna try out the beta at all? Um, uh, I, mean, I have never participated. I have never participated in a beta before in my life, to be honest. So I doubt it. I just never get shit. around to it. Yeah, You've I never just played never a beta in your life. No, I never. I never get around to these things, man. I just don't. Oh, I don't know. Ugh, in your reason. whole life. Yeah. Is that so? Is that so weird? I don't know. You oh, never. Boy. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Like you never downloaded like an early access, like I don't know, an Assassin's Creed beta. I know you like Assassin's Creed. No, no, no. The reason why is because I never really got into the multiplayer. I've only just literally okay. started Brotherhood on multiplayer, mm. which annoyed me because I couldn't turn the microphones up because I can't stand voice chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we can get a PSU group going, uh, I'll I'll jump in the beta. Like I'm not gonna go off and play by myself though. Uh, what's fun about this is you can actually uh, invite a friend. Like in, in the p- private beta, it was just you're you're, you're paired up with uh, whoever the hell. But now you can play two players local. You can't go four players online just like yet, but you can play two players local going online, or you can invite a friend. So that's nice that they did that. Um, okay. Yeah. Next up, uh, Need for Speed movie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Need for Speed movie casts Aaron Paul. Uh, according to Entertainment Weekly, actor Aaron Paul, best known for portraying Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad, bitch will feature in the upcoming movie adaptation of Need for Speed. Uh, specifically, Paul will take the lead role uh, in the racing flick, which will be directed by Scott Wow for DreamWorks. Um, Need for Speed film is scheduled to begin shooting in early 2013 and is penciled in for release on February 7th, 2014. Uh, so, Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Love him, hate him. Um, 
he's going to be in the Need for Speed movie. Uh, we, uh, I don't know that Need for Speed needs a movie. <laughs> um, I am a huge fan of Breaking Bad and of Aaron Paul's acting. Um, I love that guy, bitch, but uh, I don't know that him being in Need for Speed will make that movie any better. Yeah, uh, it needs more Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, it, it, needs, it needs more... Uh, Less budget on the movie, more on the game, I guess. Uh, yeah. Although, I'll, I'll be first to say that I'm totally excited for Need for Speed Bonus, Most Wanted uh, slash Burnout Paradise, the game uh, next <laughs> Need for Speed made by Criterion. Uh, that really excites me. It's being made by Criterion, and I love those guys. And Joseph, you do too, right? Yeah, Burnout Paradise was, was really, really good. So good. Mike, have you had a chance to play Burnout Paradise? No. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, no. I wish I could add something behind that. But <laughs> you should have. It's perfect the way it was. No. It's perfect the way it was. Uh, oh, no, I, I know, but it's meant to be awesome, though. Seriously, I respect. I have a lot of respect for the game from what I've read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, I appreciate sure about this up uh, before. Also, more Black Ops news, although not about Black Ops 2. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified has been dated. Um, the play, that's the PlayStation Vita version made by Nihilistic Software. Uh, so Activision has slapped a November 13 release date on its upcoming PlayStation Vita title, Call of Duty Black Ops. And that puts it day and date with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Well, I guess that's November 13th in in the UK. And uh, I think that's meant to be worldwide, actually. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's, uh, Black Ops 2 is definitely worldwide November 13th and misses okay. the same, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's cool in that they're sending it out to die. Uh, because, like we talked about, uh, million Assassin's times. Creed. Yeah, just the exact yeah. same thing. Who the fuck is gonna go out and be? Why? Why do they do this? I need to. Joseph, you do a lot of crazy, great interviews. Um, you need to contact Activision and or Ubisoft and just ask them what 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 is the ideology behind releasing these Vita games uh, on the same day as their co- console counterparts. Um, That'd be a good question, just because, like, what? Who? who's going to go to a store and be like, oh, shit, son, Black Ops 2 today. Let me pick this up. And, oh, and there's a Vita version. Let me also pick that up and then bring both home. Hmm, I wonder which one I'm going to play. Um, no, they're clearly going to want to play Black Ops 2 first, and, and Black Ops Declassified will be an afterthought. And it's decisions like this that get the Vita, like, bogged down, and it's not picking up, and it's just like a chicken and the egg thing of, like... Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Like I, I know we love our Vitas. Did Did anyone else see the the news stories that the 3DS XL has already passed uh, Vita sales worldwide? Oh God, Look, Jesus Christ! Just in Japan, it's so brutal. Uh, the Vita sales are so slow in Japan. It's just Japan, past a million. Yeah, just past a yeah. million. We talked about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's bad. <laughs> It's bad, it's bad, because it took the DS, like, what, 13 weeks, and the PS3 Yeah, I think it was 12, and the PS3 was, like, 14 weeks or something. Yeah, and it's, like, 42 weeks. I thought you guys would love this shit. I thought Japan would eat up the Vita. Uh, I guess I was wrong, until Monster they, Hunter comes out. They eat, yeah, they eat up Monster Hunter. Yeah, whatever, they can eat my... Okay, so next move... <laughs> story, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's like, it's not, they're not wrong for not picking up Vitas. There's just not much incentive right now. I do love the machine. I love that when I'm playing Retro City Rampage, a game I'm playing for review, by the way. Um, I'm playing Retro City Rampage, and I do love that I'm playing that on my PS3, and it's so easy to just upload my save to the cloud. And I just pick up my Vita, and before leaving my house, I just download my save. And then I'm gone, 
and I'm playing the exact same game, continuing my save file, and I come home and I just continue it on the, the PS3. That's just that's what I've been waiting for my whole life, and and uh, I'm doing it now on the Vita, and it just I love it. I love it to death, but it just pains me that uh, future doesn't look so bright for the Vita right now. Yeah, it's it's you know, we could talk, let's face it, we could talk about this kind of yeah. thing for hours, but yeah, it just I just really. 2013 needs to be a seriously major year for that format. That's all I'm going to say. They really do need to get pull out all the stops. Mm. And don't worry, because uh, 2013 is looking good for Sony. Or rather not, since Sony Japan is about to cut 2,000 jobs. <laughs> um, at the nice end. transition, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, through an early retirement plan, uh, the cuts are mm. believed to save the company 30 billion yen. Uh, which translates to about $378 million uh, per across all divisions. Uh, furthermore, the layoffs are set to hit the hardware giant's head office in the hardest, with about 20% of uh, workers leaving. So, uh, not good news for no. Sony Japan. Also, uh, this also comes on the heels of this year's announcement that 10,000 jobs were to be cut worldwide, uh, as well as the closing of international studios Liverpool and Zipper Interactive. Uh, Sony posted a Q, as reported by Mike, Sony posted a Q1 2012 loss of 312 million earlier this year, with a loss of 45 million reported for its gaming division. Um, so things are looking bright, guys. <laughs> things are looking good. Um, you know, through all of its cuts and scrapes, and you know, it's Sony had an incredibly rough time this generation. Um, I mean, look, our listeners of this podcast and us, we were still enjoying PlayStation products. So it's not a case where Sony is uh, floundering business-wise and also doing nothing good uh, for the consumers because it's just, it's unfortunate for them, but I'm still enjoying what they're doing. Uh, I'm still enjoying the majority of their strategies. I enjoy my PS3 every single day. Like I was just saying, I enjoy my Vita. It's just sad that future doesn't look so bright. Um... You know, it could go. You could look at this and say, like, "Oh, that that's going to affect me eventually in the long run." And I guess it will uh, in some way, one way or another. But um, would you rather it be like the Wii, like the Nintendo? Uh, you know, would you would you rather be like Nintendo, where they released the Wii and just didn't give a shit about anybody and and fucking made all their money and just you there was nothing well, you to mean, be on it? Totally going down the soccer mom route and everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, no way. I'd much rather have it the Sony way. The Sony way of having the, the company way. go down. At least we get hardcore games. Yeah, game that's a consumer point, and I agree with that. You're right. You're right, yeah. Mike. Um, I, I'd much rather Sony not have to cut 2,000 jobs because that sucks. Uh, yeah, I'd much does. rather Liverpool and Zipper Interactive to still be open. Uh, and I just, we, like, you know, we talked about Backbone uh, last episode. It's just, it's mm, always yeah. terrible to hear about people uh, losing their positions. But, yeah, um, friends, does it? Yeah, it's, it sucks. But hopefully these people can be, um, you know, shuffled somewhere else. It'd yeah. be nice to see these 2,000 uh, Sony Japan jobs go straight into, like, I don't know, Nintendo Japan and just, like, have Sony uh, covertly just fuck up Nintendo from the inside. But <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, I, want Nint- I, I was having a conversation about this yesterday, actually. I want the Wii U to be really good. I, I really want the Wii U to... Uh, appeal to me and make me happy yeah. and i want the wii u to make me love nintendo again I, I, do i think it's gonna we happen i want it to be good yeah we all want it to be good i don't think it's gonna happen uh i just i just i just wish that would happen i wish they would just 
sell me again on Metroid, <laughs> Zelda, and and uh, I know Mario's always good, but where's my Metro, Metroid and Zelda, yo? Just Zelda's good. Zelda's not a bad game. Mike, you said you finished Skyward Sword and it was awesome, right? Yeah, I loved it. It was yeah. brilliant. It's definitely a bit different, but it's still it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, like I, I would buy a Wii U for a proper Metroid game. Oh yes. Mm. Like none of this, like first-person shooter or. I'm talking like old school oh Super Nintendo style, like Super Super Metroid, like oh god, Joseph, yes, like two D, <laughs> uh, like Metroidvania style, Metroidvania uh, style in a Metroid yeah. game. You think? Yeah, I thought that's just Metroid style. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no Metroidvania. All right, yeah, that that makes everything you just said makes me hard, but like, um, <laughs> it's it'll it's so not happening. It is so not happening. So just don't say that to me, please. Uh, I know. So, anyways, uh, let's get back to some good news um, ish. Uh, Deadly Premonition, the director's cut, uh, has been uh, a release date has been announced for that. Uh, Rising Star Games has revealed that Deadly Premonition's director's cut will be released exclusively for PlayStation 3 in Q1 2013. Originally released on the 360 and PS3, no, it was not released on uh, PS3 in Japan. Oh, and PS3 in Japan a few years back. The director's cut version will feature a host of new content and updated controls, plus high definition visuals. Uh, specifically, this rejiggled version will incorporate a brand new <laughs> scenario uh, created by designer Hidetaka Suehiro, along with downloadable content and new controls that will facilitate an even better combat experience. Uh, Joseph, you're excited for this? Yeah, um, I got it because uh, it, it was a real weird game. Um, people like Destructoid. Uh, I think it was Jim Sterling gave it a, a ten. Uh, when yeah, it, came out. it was one of the most polarizing survival horror games out there, apparently. Loads of yeah. people. You either loved it or hated it. Yeah, so it's... It, it wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 Joseph. Who gave it a 10? Uh, Jim Sterling. For, so, Chili? Chili? <laughs> Chili? <laughs> Chili, you gave that game 10? Oh, my God. Um, uh, call back. But anyways, Jesus, a 10? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, he really like The game has a lot of character. Yeah, yeah. So... Controls are garbage, um, and, and and the 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 visuals are like really really horrible. But how did Jim Sterling become such a topic on Podcast Derailed? How did that happen? Idea. How did we, we're talking? This is like two episodes in a row we mentioned him by name. Um. <laughs> but it, it's really fun. The 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 characters and then the setting are really really unique, and I don't know. It, it's 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 interesting. Cool beans. Uh, I uh, I guess I'll try it out. Mike, Deadly Premonition, Director's Cut, yay or nay? Um, survival Horror. Um, yeah, I'm there. Survival I mean, Horror. I, I don't know what it, the price point for the Director's Cut is, but when it came out in the states on Xbox, it was only like twenty bucks. You're only like twenty bucks. I'm pretty cheap, <laughs> Don. <laughs> wow. <laughs> buy me buy me some drinks and then I'm all yours. Fucking top-notch quality right there. Uh, more release dates. Uh, Anarchy Reigns, the multiplayer-centric actioneer from Platinum Games, uh, will be released in Western regions in January 2013. Specifically, the game will turn up in North America on January 8th and hit Europe a few days later on January 13th. Uh, it'll carry a slightly cheaper price tag, however, clocking in at $29.99 US or $19.99 uh, euros, 20 euros or quids or squids. Uh, I can never tell. Japan got the title back in July, <laughs> though the game was delayed for... The West, despite having already been localized and ready to roll earlier this summer. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Anarchy Reigns features a host of iconic Platinum characters, 
duking it out in a massive, bleak world overrun with mutants and other hostilities. The game supports up to 16 players online and includes support for both cooperative and competitive play in game modes such as Survival and PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, minus the PlayStation All-Stars. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Anarchy Reigns. Uh, I never played that game. No, you wouldn't have. It's only been out in Japan, isn't it? Oh, shit, Mike. Uh, I never. I meant I don't really know much about that game. <laughs> Mike's just dropping knowledge. Mike's just breaking my face with this whole Jim Sterling. No, yeah, I, I haven't followed it much either, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Meant, it was meant to be pretty good, though, I understand. Um, any thoughts, Joseph? Uh, woo. <laughs> woo. Woo. <laughs> uh, so... New Dead or Alive packs coming out. New DLC. Um, is it bigger boobs? Three, three new costume packs that are boobs. bigger boobs from from bigger to way bigger to holy shit big. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, three different costume packs. There's the kitty pack for four ninety nine, which has uh, a costume for Helena, Christy, Tina, and Lisa. Uh, they get cat ears and sexy out- cat outfits to go with them. There's. Uh, there's a what a character pack, which is I don't even know what the hell that even means. It's four ninety nine. Hitomi and Mila each dress up in maid outfits. Rig puts on his bartender breeches, and Lisa has a ball in her masquerade gown. And then there's a special set for four ninety nine. Kasumi slips into some comfy overalls. Leifang gets her signature signature panda shirt, and Hayabusa appears as a fiend version of himself. And Lisa oh. gets sultry in a Revealing Black Jedi. Hold on. Lisa just now gets sultry. <laughs> really? Um, so that's cool if you're into Dead or Alive. And uh, from what I understand, a lot of people are. I heard that Dead or Alive 5 is a really good game. Uh, then you might want to check out these super slutty uh, <laughs> DLC packs. You know, somewhere out there, there's some guy with a bottle of um, hand lotion out there. Just can't, <laughs> can't wait to get his hand on it. <laughs> this hand lotion makes it easier to like play fighting games, right? I mean, like when you're doing like um, quarter circle. Yeah. Pool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His hands don't stick on the pad. <laughs> yeah. Stick to something. But... Jesus, Mike, <laughs> tame yourself. <laughs> you're supposed to be like the, the yang to my ying, man. You're supposed to just you know, put this around this part. my ying. Oh god. Um. It. Uh, big news. Well, not necessarily big news. Fun news or an interesting news. If you're a gamer that just like has an obsessive compulsive disorder with buying these uh, these special editions and getting like these trinkets and or statues, then you'll be happy to know that the Bioshock Infinite special editions have been unveiled. Uh, Irrational Games co-founder Ken Levine has lifted the wraps off Bioshock Infinite's Ultimate Songbird and Premium Editions. First up. The Songbird Edition includes a 3-inch baby version keychain of the sold-out Murder of Crows Vigor Bottle replica, a 5x7-inch uh, five lithograph by George Lassera, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, a 25mm resin-cast handyman miniature from the upcoming Bioshock Infinite board game, a mini art book plus a host of digital extras such as in-game gear, digital soundtrack, plus platform-specific DLC. Most impressive of all, however, is the statue of the Songbird itself, which will, uh, which is probably... Uh, why this release will set you back a whopping $149, so that's $150. Uh, but, like if Mike said, if that's too expensive for you, uh, you can instead buy the premium version, premium edition, sorry, which includes all of the above minus the statue for $79.99. So, holy shit, it includes everything except the statue, and it is like $70 cheaper? Apparently, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> $70 statue? I'm having flashbacks to Skyrim's... Um... 
<laughs> special edition with that, that that bloody statue that just made oh god knows how how much was that uh, yeah about the same price i don't yeah, know about you guys. i'm running out of room for statues yeah, same same i totally 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 agree with give you. some to me i don't have any statues i happily find space for them. <laughs> <laughs> i have so much space for statues but uh yeah and especially like if this is if this is going to be an $80 statue, I can only presume that like cuz I can see the picture of it. If if you don't know what it looks like, head to psu.com. Uh the post was on October 18th by Mike. Um it's it, you can see a picture of the BioShock of the Songbird from BioShock Infinite and it kind of has its wings um kind of, you know, extended on each side. It kind of looks big. I don't know. Uh I, I, it's hard to tell how big this is, but if it's like really huge and really detailed, that could be nice. I think it's nine and a half inches, from what I remember. And what about the statue? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> oh, I walked into that, didn't I? <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's nine and a half inches. So um, that statue, the statue's cool. I think it's cool. You should check it out. Um, Bioshock Infinite should be a cool game, and like Joseph, I'm also running out of space for nine and a half inch statues. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we've got some got some good news on uh, games coming out and games maybe not coming out. So good and bad news. But um, let's talk about a PS3 price cut first. So, Mike, you reported this. The PS3 price cut is not likely for 2012, says an analyst. Sony is unlikely to slash the price of the PlayStation 3 this year, a number of industry analysts have said. Uh, that's despite increasing pressure from rival, rival Microsoft, who formally announced the holiday price cut, price cut for the Xbox 360 yesterday. However, Lewis Ward of IDC Research remains doubtful over a PS3 price, price cut for 2012 and didn't seem overly enthusiastic over the platform holder's holiday sales either. He says, quote, Sony dropped their console prices $50 in uh, Q3 11, so I don't expect another price cut this holiday season. I don't think Sony will have a terrible game sales results this holiday season, but I also won't be surprised if they come in third when all is said and done, he told GI.biz. Um, Ouch. Yeah, but uh, DWR research PJ McNeely reckons a price cut wouldn't have much impact on Sony's fortunes anyway, saying, quote, The fundamental fundamental question for Sony right now is how many incremental PS3 units could they sell at this point in the cycle if they, uh, price cut, if they cut price now? My opinion is that it likely wouldn't have a big impact for Sony this calendar year. Uh, he says again, quote, Sony is trying to minimize losses right now after posting terrible financial results in the past year. I think the solution for them right now are more to be more focused on a slim PS3 with bundles. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I think that if they if they're making some profit off that new super slim PS3, which we reviewed, by the way, uh, we'll get to that if we have time. Um, but um, yeah, I mean. Price cut not likely for 2012. What do you guys think? PS3 price cut coming this year? No, I don't reckon it's too late now. Anyway, there's only a couple of months left. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, Microsoft announced one, but it, you know, at the same time, Sony, you know, they got the PS3 Slim. I think there, if it was going to be a price cut, it would have been announced with the PS3 Slim. So it's not going to happen. I think, I think if anything, they might announce like uh, for the states, uh, maybe like a a big Black Friday deal. Yeah, def- yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good point. They always do something big for um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna announce anything like long long term. 
So, you know, we were talking about Sony Japan losing jobs. We were talking about that uh, PS3 price cut, if it's going to happen or not. And all this kind of points to, you know, uh, Sony being in a bad position or consoles in general being in a bad position. How are consoles going to evolve? Some people are saying that this will be the last, after the Wii U and PS4 and next Xbox, it'll be the last generation of their consoles. Uh, That's what some people are saying. However, Team Ninja boss, the boss at Team Ninja, Team Ninja boss, uh, Mm -hmm. he's saying opposite. Uh, Yosuke Hayashi, head developer at Team Ninja, has challenged the notion that traditional games consoles are going the way of the Dodo and reckons that they'll be around for some time to come. Speaking with Xbox World, Hayashi drew comparisons to the movie industry, noting people still flock to the cinemas to catch a a flick despite the fact that you can watch films on your mobile phone or TV. He says, quote, I don't think consoles are going to disappear from gaming. You still have millions of people playing video games with a controller on a box in front of a TV. Just look at Call of Duty, for example. It's everywhere. There are millions of people playing it. Uh, I think people will continue to play games as long as the cost of development stays sustainable and people continue to buy traditional games. Then we'll be here. Uh, If only one game sells everything, it'll ruin gaming and console industries completely. Um... Like, like Mike said before, I think you can compare it to movies, Hayashi continued. People still go to the cinema after all this time. I don't know how long cinemas have been around, but it's not like cinemas are completely gone and everyone is watching movies on their TV or smartphone. Yes, you have those new mediums, but the old guy is still there. And I think it's going to be like that with consoles. I think they're just going to be around for a while. Now, what do you guys think about that? I think he's um, right. Yeah, I think he's yeah. got a good point. There's always going to be a market for consoles. I think the way we play them is going to i think things that things are going to change in terms of a business model i think there's going to be more um i think there's going to be more um it's going to go digital at some point obviously i think box copies are eventually going to slowly transition to um digital but there's definitely going to be consoles there there's no doubt about that and there's no way this next one is going to be the last one right so um one more piece of good news and then we got a piece of bad news uh, I'll try to do this rather quickly because I know Mike's got to go soon. Uh, Mike, how much more time do you got? Um, I have uh, 10 minutes, old boy. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's hit this hard. Uh, so Criterion plans to make another Burnout game, apparently. Yay! We were just talking about Burnout before. But speaking with The Guardian, creative director Craig Sullivan said that the studio feels there's plenty more to squeeze out of this racing genre, and it isn't done with it yet. He says, quote, We'll make another Burnout game at some point. Obviously, as we're working on a Need for Speed, we're really thinking of good ideas that aren't right for this series. There are ideas that we're going to explore with Burnout. And we wouldn't be making Need for Speed or Burnout games if we didn't think the driving genre had a long shelf life and that we could push the boundaries. Now, I think that if anybody can push the boundaries, it's Criterion. Uh, the games are always That's fun. Right. Uh, not to say that, uh, I mean, there's no room for simulation games. There always will be. I heard, uh, you know, Forza 4 or whether it's... or. I know Forza Horizon is kind of uh, straying away from the simu- hardcore simulation, although it's still a bit in there. I think that uh, there's always going to be room for, uh, let's say, Forza 5 or Grand Turismo 6, whenever the heck that comes out. Uh, but Criterion just really nails the arcade racing game, makes it really accessible and really fun. Just so much fun to have with those games. Um he says again, when we did Burnout Paradise, we did some motorbike DLC, and now everybody thinks that's what we're going to do, Road Rash, at some point. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing that game. I think bikes are fun. We might make a Road Rash game. That makes me very happy. But then we might make a game without vehicles in it. I mean, we made Black. Uh, I was lead designer. We might make a game about blowing the crap out of each other. Uh, <laughs> and then he says, he says, he ends it saying, quote, but Road Rash seems like a good fit for Criterion. So that's a tease and a half. Um... Anything these guys make, I'm, I'm down with. I think that they should make more games. It's sad that 
it's almost sad that they're so good because EA kind of recognized that they were so good at making racing games that they kind of shelved uh, Black Box or whoever was making Need for Speed before, and they kind of got Criterion to start making the Need for Speed games. So while I don't think that's a terribly a terrible thing, it kind of um, it kind of corners Criterion into making a Need for Speed game, uh, which is in and itself isn't terribly uh, like isn't a very bad thing. But I'd love to see what else they could do, how they can involve uh, Burnout Paradise on their own. How can how what 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 else can they think of? You know, he said it himself. Don't doesn't have to be a racing game. We could do a shooter. But it's just kind of sad that EA was like, yo, uh, make a racing game because I'd like to see them. You know, just think outside the box and make something crazy. Those guys are crazy talented. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I mean, as I said earlier before the podcast, I, no, in the podcast, I think I haven't played um, uh, Burnout before, which is kind of sad, I know, but I respect Criterion for what they've done. You I mean, you just have to, like, just from doing news posts and reading about it, you can see how well, how, um, you know, they've been pioneered that kind of arcade-style yeah. arcade racing and everything. So if anyone's going to, like, inject a little bit more life into the racing genre and come up with new, all these interesting new ideas and stuff, it's definitely going to be them. True. So, yeah, true, that's what I can really say on it, sadly. Good point. Like, I mean, EA was right in that saying, you know, if, if, you, if I was EA, I probably would have done the same thing. I would have been like, hey, how am I going to keep Need for Speed, you know, really hot and on people's mind? Get Criterion. Criterion, yeah. Like Where yeah. are they based anyway, Criterion? Just out of interest. A UK? Yeah. They are UK, they? Yeah. Europe, yeah. yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so, somewhere in, in the squids. In the squid and Dragonland. In <laughs> <laughs> Dragonland. Yeah, I, 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 I believe they're from the UK, but uh, cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, Guildford. Yeah. Oh, Guildford. Oh, great. Guildford, Mike's pissed yeah. off. He's like, those bloody wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Guildford. Yeah, uh, should have been Reading. All right, guys. One more piece of disastrous news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is just a sweaty end. This is kind of what I wanted the topic of the week to be. I know I understand Mike has to go. Um, but maybe we could stay and chat a little bit about it, Joseph. But uh, so according to Amazon, don't expect The Last Guardian in 2013. <laughs> uh, except for the news that The Last Guardian is still in development, any released information in regards to this exclusive PlayStation 3 uh, title has been scarce. Unfortunately, uh, if a recent email from Amazon can be believed, we won't be seeing The Last Guardian in 2013. In a notification email from Amazon, uh, the fellows at OnlySP.com posted this quote from it. Uh, quote, we have received new release date information related to your pre-ordered video game <laughs> in the order you placed on August 28, 2012. Um, this release date for the video game below has been changed by the publisher. We want to provide you with a new delivery estimate based on new release date. The Last Guardian estimated arrival date January 2nd, 2014. <laughs> uh, granted, this isn't an official announcement, but since Amazon apparently received this information from the developer, we can't help but wonder if it's true. Once T. Michael either confirms or denies the news, we'll keep you posted right here at PSU. Uh, that is so troubling to me because, um... I'm I'm now playing through Ico. I still haven't gotten through it. Uh, I haven't had much time to play games this week. Uh, for some reason, you know, I said this off air, but I'm just crazy addicted to documentaries on Netflix right now. Uh, it's like one of my phases again. But yeah, watching a lot of the BBC stuff and it's a lot of fun. But um, so I'll get back to gaming soon. Especially I gotta I gotta hit up that Retro City Rampage review. But um. Yeah, just as I'm playing through Ico and, uh, you know, Shadow of the Colossus is next and I, I'm starting to have conversations with a few buddies about how awesome these games were and, you know, what they did and, you know, what they do right. And and then thinking about, like, where is this kind of, where is this on PS3? Like, what, why is this missing? And then just The Last Guardian and where, what happened? I'm just so curious. What happened? I know Fumito Ueda left 
the studio at, uh, at Sony Japan. But like, what happened? What is going on? How can it be in such bad news? How can this game be in such like a bad position that it, we haven't heard from it or seen it in so long? Like, what happened? I, I'm so so curious. The the mini journalist in me is really just really wants to know. Um, I'd love to blow this shit out of the water. I mean, it's been we first heard about it back in. I think 2008 or something, wasn't it? Oh man, project, probably project project Ico or whatever. No, so probably been... probably like 2006, man. Yeah, so, yeah, probably earlier. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, God knows what's God knows what's happening. It's, it's in serious lumber, that's for sure. It's ah, oh, I mean, it's they're still work. I know they're still working on it and everything, and they keep giving us these little updates saying, "Oh yeah, we've had this problem with it, and we're trying to tinker around with this now, and it's not in a fi- it's not in a state to be shown or whatever." But it's it's getting near the end of the console cycle now. Yeah, it just makes me wonder if they are secretly pushing it to PS4. It would not surprise me in the least. I know everyone's probably said that by now, but it's true. You know, I mean, it, it would make sense. I know fact checking on a podcast is not cool, but yeah, it was in 2006. Uh, Mike was closer. He said that 2008, but uh, apparently a video, like the first concept video, was shown in uh, early 2009 or something. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, but this- still. This gives me the same feelings as uh, Versus 13. Like, the, like <clears throat> probably we're never going to see it, maybe. Vaporware. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, we'll see it. Like, because all this development time, it's still Sony never said that they stopped making it. It's still mm. being made. Um, but whatever, we'll see it one day. Whether it'll be as magical as it should be or, or not, who knows? Yeah, the problem I have is that they're trying to reach this kind of mythical sort of perfection that they're never going to be able to achieve, and it'll just be one big letdown when it comes it's, out. That's it's it. really the same problem as uh, Gran Turismo 5 face. Yeah, 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 Gran Turismo 5 um, fever, yeah. I mean, look at that. Uh, I mean, it's and it's sad, but for some reason, these these... I mean, it has the same... They have something in common. It's both both like Sony Japan studios, and just have to wonder like what's going on there. Uh, you know, it's it's so some of these these companies are some of like Sony's best, and, and I just really be curious as to what's actually going on there. Are they just did they all like develop like massive drug addictions? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they all it wasn't drug addiction uh, since it's Japan. They all got really addicted to karaoke bars, <laughs> and they just, just probably play Monster Hunter on their PSPs instead of working. <laughs> Oh my god, I wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> I guess on their 3DSs. Alright, Mike, uh, that's it for news. Anything you wanted to talk about before you, uh, you head um, out? I've still got five minutes, so um, cool. we can just keep, move on to the next thing and I'll just leave when I have to. <laughs> just without, without saying... <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to say just drop off, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mike. <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, let's hit up recent reviews. Uh, last week... Uh, yeah, okay, so we've got... Oh, yeah, I reviewed The Walking Dead. Okay, so uh, Justin Griffin reviewed The Unfinished Swan, gave that a 9.0, said The Unfinished Swan is a fairly uh, is a fairy tale told beautifully through uh, the cooperative effort of the game's graphics, sound, and intuitive gameplay polished beyond belief. It's hard to believe that this Picasso is going for a PSN price. Uh, he liked the beautiful presentation that actually serves as a gameplay element. The game mechanic constantly evolve until the game ends, and as... A moving story with interesting characters set in a unique world. He disliked the short lifespan. Um, I guess he just means the game is short. And he disliked, uh, while entertaining, none of the puzzles required much thinking. I really want to play the Unfinished Wall and haven't got around to it yet. But uh, I will soon. How about you guys? Yeah, but I'm interested in that. I know. I think I'm going to play that this weekend. Sweet. 
Yeah, I think I mean it's it's out early for PS Plus members. It's fifteen bucks. I heard it was kind of short for fifteen bucks, but uh, that game's interested me since E3. Joseph, any interest at all in uh, the unfinished one? Um, not not so much. No. Cool. Uh, this guy Don Oliveira uh, reviewed the Walking Dead episode <laughs> four around every corner, and like an asshole, I think he I've heard it, of that guy. Yeah, like an asshole, yeah. he gave it a nine point oh on ten. Jesus, PSU only gives nine point oh scores apparently. Um. So uh, <laughs> I said that in the most eerie and unnerving episode yet, Around Every Corner leaves you on the edge of your seat thinking, please don't let it end now. And just like a great TV show's penultimate episode, it sets up what, it sets up what should be an emotionally, emotionally explosive conclusion. I can't even read my own words. <laughs> it should be an emotionally explosive conclusion. I loved that uh, it's hard to ask for a better pre-finale setup. There was plenty of mem- memorable character-defining moments. And the presentation issues seem to have been dealt with. Things that I were really scared of. Things I was really scared of before. I disliked, however, uh, that it only gets... It's only at its best after the first half or so, which is a minute complaint. Uh, because, you know, these games aren't long anyways. It's like three hours long, so the first hour or so is a little bit uh, slow-ish. Some some stuff happens immediately, right when you start, but then you know nothing really happens for a while. Joseph, have you have you played episode four yet? Uh, actually, I'm gonna start playing it. I think when's my next? I'm gonna I'm gonna play play it Tuesday. I think. Awesome! It's really good, and uh, it's dark. I know that <laughs> like. I know that the Walking Dead episodes are always dark, but oh man, it is dark. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Just know that um, things are not good. <laughs> things are not good. And heading into the fifth episode, I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's just going to be like a heart attack. I don't know. I don't know what's... It's just dark. Oh God, it's just bad news bears for... Uh, yeah. I can't wait until after episode five comes out. I really do want to do like a... Kind of like roundtable yeah. from all of us at PSU played it and maybe try and get one of the Telltale guys on. Yeah, totally. That'd be Sweet. you know that's kind of in the plans right now. But uh, in case we haven't never talked about it before, we're planning on once all five episodes are out, like Joseph said, doing uh, a Walking Dead cast and maybe having someone from Telltale on and just having all of us on talking about our experiences, you know, differences and what happened and. I'm sure the ending of episode. I'm sure episode five. Just from what episode, from what episode four is setting up, episode five is just going to be just explosive, and it's and it really is the best. And I'll say right now, I said it's one of the best before, but right now I think it's the best example of episodic gaming uh, this generation. It's just for four episodes straight, they kept the the quality just so high. The the bar is so high, and like every episode struggles in like. In, in topping the last one and it's just that's that's amazing it's just it never it, for four episodes straight it hasn't disappointed and the stories have been completely different new characters and you feel for them all the writing is phenomenal um just so much quality in this uh no so i could talk about definitely. it a lot obviously <laughs> i definitely want to check them out um, i'm sorry but i have to dash now fellows all right mike i just want you to leave knowing that we gave uh, naughty bear panic in paradise a seven on ten Oh, thanks. I can sleep happy now. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining Actually, us. before I go, I just, because I might as well chip in with this, because um, we talk about what we've been playing. I've been going on Resident Evil 6 Mercenaries. I managed to get an S rank with my mate Tim. Uh, on score everything? of lo- uh, No, no. Just we went to, uh, with, um, uh, it was Jake and Helena on the Urban Chaos level. We got like 500,000, like a 129 combo, which is seriously awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I finally started Skyrim at last. I, I haven't got far on it, but I loved Oblivion and I'm loving this, but it, it's, I mean, you know, it's scary, but it's so overwhelming. It's so hard to form, a, you know, a proper 
kind of view at the moment, but I'm loving it so far. And I've do, been doing a bit of tech and Tag 2 online, so that's just about oh, it, really, yeah. for me. Um, yeah. Mike, do you think that you're going to yeah. give the Mercenaries mode uh, like more more time? Do you think that you're actually going to try oh, to yes. smack everything? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I completely finished... I completely finished the um, one on Resident Evil um, 3 and 4 and 5. I went through those. We've got the high scores and all of them, so I'm definitely going to keep going with that. Wicked, man. And you'll probably unlock something crazy from doing that. Yeah, hopefully. There's only three stages at the moment, so I'm hoping they'll release more stuff via DLC. It's quite bare bones, actually. Oh, don't worry. But... Capcom will. Yeah, good point. You don't got to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, guys, and uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast, yeah? And I will catch you again another time, the next episode, hopefully. Yeah, man, definitely. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, Mike. Yeah, later, guys. Later. Peace. So, Joseph, like I said, Naughty Bear, Panic in Paradise, uh, reviewed by our own Robert Manning, Q guy. Uh, he said that if you're willing to let go of preconceived notions and have fun with the game, uh, then snag this title and give it a go. He liked absolutely tons of replayability, the variety uh, of kills and weapons keep the game fresh, and he said that the game's funny. Uh, he disliked, however, uh, the sounders were horrible. At times, the bear could spot you far too easily, and camera angles can cause you to lose a target. Um, now, I haven't played... Naughty Bear, Panic in Paradise, so... I mean, I don't really have an opinion. How about you? Yeah, I don't think anyone uh, except uh, Q-Guy has played. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. But he seemed to rather enjoy it, you know. Um, he, if you're willing, Like you said, if you're willing to let go of preconceived notions and just have fun with it, you might. So, yeah. Hey, I, think, the... I think at 15 bucks on PSN, those games are a lot better priced than, I think, where well, the first one came out for $40 and it was a retail something disc. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Steven Williamson reviewed got he got a, a PS3 Super Slim and he reviewed it. Um, he gave it an 8.0 on 10. We usually, you know, reviewing hardware is hard to do, but uh, he has an in-depth uh, write-up of you know the new PlayStation, its pros and cons, and he says. Uh, the hardware is as good as ever, and the software library is now comprehensive. But uh, when you can pick up a Slim for less than this new model, it's hard to recommend it just for a few styling changes. He liked the performance of the Super Slim. Uh, it's as good as many of the PS3 models, and there's a mass of games now to choose from. The smaller size means you'll have more space in your TV cabinet, and a large 500 gigabyte hard drive is perfect for the massive games, movies, and music that you'll want to store. He disliked, however, the top-loading tray. He said it's flimsy and feels clunky to use. And that it's more expensive than the Slim, yet feels like you're getting less value for your money. Now, if I'm going to put my two cents on this, I don't like that new PS3. It's not bad. It's just not... I don't like it more than I, the Slim. I don't like it at all either. Yeah, I mean... Like, uh, like the Slim looks like it's well-built, and then yeah. the Super Slim just kind of looks like it's... Pretty, yeah, pretty just cheap. And I get, I guess that's what Sony's trying to do. They're trying to cut costs, save money, make profit. And uh, that's fine. That's what they need to do. I don't think it's... I'm not, like, upset at them for releasing this. It's in no way affecting me. But uh, I'm happy with my Slim. In fact, I'm even happier that I don't like the new model because... Like, let's say, usually when a, a, a new con, a new redesign comes out and you're like, oh, shit, I want that. It sucks that I have mine and I wish I had that one. But I don't feel that at all. I don't feel buyer's remorse at all for the new Super Slim. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I definitely, if I had the option, I would I would get the regular Slim over the Super. Me too. And that's I recommend that to people as well. Uh, so we were talking about uh, the, the Last Guardian, uh, Joseph. What do, you, what do you think is going on? I mean... It's a, it's a larger discussion, obviously. We don't have to get into it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what do you think is going on with Japan that, uh, that th th they're just seeing these problems? Why, why did Gran Turismo 5 come out and not meet expectations? Why, why are a lot of games coming from Japan that just aren't hitting their mark like they used to do for, in the PS2 or especially PS1 eras? 
know. I mean, it maybe the transition to an HD machine was a little bit more difficult on them than it was on people in the West. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, it actually, it's actually kind of obvious considering all the... Hmm, actually, I take that back. Um, I think... I don't know. I, it seems like they really just have a lot of management issues um, with with meeting maybe deadlines or something like that. It might also have something to do with Japan being very, uh, you know, traditional. You know, it's in their culture to be very traditional and look to the past for a lot of influences and stuff like that. And that may not have transitioned well in a business perspective to this new generation where a lot of changes had to be made, you know, just with online and self and DLC and, and expansions and, and, and patches and, and taking in like uh, the whole online connectivity that games have, just, just taking that in multiplayer, for example, Japan hasn't, you know, with the exception of some great games uh, in general, you don't see, you know, uh, phenomenal multiplayer experiences. Like what's everybody playing? I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good thing that everybody's, everybody's playing Call of Duty, but like, why isn't Monster Hunter, um, you know, if Monster Hunter is something that they get so right, why isn't Monster Hunter, like, massively multiplayer online or something? Like, where is the... You know, Monster Hunter PSP, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite or whatever, suffered from, like, you know, it was only ad hoc. And that shit was annoying. Uh, I mean, for, for us in this, like, it works for them uh, in, in Japan just because their their population is so much more dense. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, in, in the States, it, I think that's what kind of... What kind of killed the game? Like you, you see, you see Capcom. Would see Capcom um, complain about sales not being uh, up to par in the states for for Monster Hunter. I mean, well, obviously the the main draw of that game was the four player co op, and we we couldn't do it. Like like uh, around me, I was the I think I was the only person I knew with a PSP. So mm. so that that's why they didn't take off in the states. But yeah, um, they Japan's never been super great at at, at multiplayer. Okay. Okie dokie. Um, I mean, it's just sad because I, I'd love to. I don't know why for me to wait. I left that team. Um, he was. Do we know what he's doing now or no? No, he got into the industry. He was like an artist, like literally like an artist, like loves art, like museum art and stuff like that, paintings and stuff like that. And he got into the video game industry because like video games, uh, he said that they really inspired him and he thought that they were like the future and he just. He thought that that's where art was and art could be found and where art could be produced and that's what he did. He went on and made Shadow of the Glasses and Ico and then, you know, he he kind of put that studio on the map and everybody had so much respect for them and then, you know, we don't hear much from Last Guardian and then he just he just leaves. He just leaves. I, I would love to know what happened there. We never really found out. It's something I'm sure uh, Sony is guarding that information, like being very tight-lipped about what actually happened there, whether or not he got fired, whether or not he left on his own terms and said, fuck this, you guys aren't giving me what I want. Who knows? Uh, who knows? So, uh, one thing we actually forgot to talk about before we talk about what we've been playing. Uh, you'll be happy to know that Final Fantasy X HD is still coming. Uh, oh, shit. When did this happen? <laughs> there was an article on IGN saying that um, Final Fantasy X HD is still in development. Uh... This came from Tokyo Game Show 2011, whatever. Uh, no, sorry. The Tokyo Game Show 2011 revealed that Final Fantasy X would be getting the HD treatment. But since, you know, we haven't heard a lot about it, and I know you've specifically been worried about this. But uh, it's basically been, you know, reconfirmed that the title hasn't been in, um, abandoned. Uh, it's going to be a cross-play Vita game. Uh, one-up notes that uh, at TGS, they spoke to an unnamed Square Enix employee that told... 
that said the game is still in the works. Um, they, you know, that's mild reassurance, but you know, it's yeah. something. I don't know why it has to be an unnamed employee. I don't know why Square Enix just won't come out and just say it themselves. You know, they do say it's still in the works, but I don't know why they're just not confirming it with either maybe some screens, fuck's sake, some screens or some a trailer would be nice. But yeah, apparently it's still happening. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good. I, I agree with you. I, I can't see why they wouldn't just come out and say, hey, guys, we're, we're still, this is still happening. I like, mean, how, how about some screens? Like, screens, is that hard? Like, take a fucking <laughs> screen cap and just be like, look, it exists. I don't know. I think it has something to do with Square only really wanting to talk about one Final Fantasy at a time. Because um, that's, for the longest time, when that's why they, they said they wouldn't talk about Versus, you know? Yeah, I guess. Uh, where is Versus? That's another thing. That's another one. You know, we talked about Gran Turismo. We talked about Last Guardian. Where is Final Fantasy Versus 13? Yeah. <sighs> another <laughs> rumor about uh, something we forgot to mention with Mike is that um, a few tweets on Twitter... Uh, some ominous tweets from Lightbox Interactive uh, suggest that the studio uh, that made Starhawk and Warhawk might be in trouble. Uh, you know, um, there are some rumblings that Lightbox Interactive, the developer behind PS3 exclusive Starhawk, will lay off most of its staff by Friday. Uh, 3D Realms founder and previous layoff predictor George Broussard uh, tweeted, Good luck to my buddies at Lightbox in Austin. Layoffs and rumors of near uh of near whole studio gone by friday which is sad and then you got like dylan job sending out a tweet saying and yeah it's time for another drink blah blah so it seems that something's going on at lightbox um the guys who made starhawk nothing's really working out for them right now i guess since looks like they're gonna be closed or whatnot but that's sad because starhawk was a good game yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, again, I mean, we talked about this earlier, but it always sucks to hear about people losing their jobs. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's round out this podcast. Joseph, what you been playing? Uh, Dishonored. Yeah. Dishonored, <laughs> yeah. Dishonored. We know that. Uh, and so, Dishonored, tell me a story. Um, I'm That game, if you play it stealth, it seems like it's going to last forever. Um, but do you, do you feel like, does that make you not want to play it stealth? No, 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 no. Like I, this is like one of the one of the first stealth games that I actually enjoy playing stealth, just because, like, usually in like maybe a Splinter Cell or a Metal Gear, like I feel so constricted by not only like the controls but how slow the pace is. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Dishonored, like a lot of the abilities they give you, like the the blink ability. Um, I mean, you can teleport with pretty like pr- uh, quite a bit of distance and and and, ver- and verticality. Mm. Um, like, so even though I'm, I'm stealthing around and like my character is moving slowly with like using blink all the time, I'm getting around really fast and it, it, it's super empowering. Hmm. Uh, so we talked about the art style, but like, so the game's fun. I heard, I heard there was some, there was some AI issues. AI is not too, not too bright. Are you, are you, are you uh, encountering it's, that? It's not that it's too, not too bright. It's that it's, it's kind of unpredictable. So sometimes you can be. Uh, where like you usually you wouldn't be seen, but then like for some one-off reason a guard will come by and it spot you instantly or stuff like that. I a lot of it has to do with um, I guess verticality. So if you're on the same plane as them uh, in a vertical sense, they'll see you really easily. But you can be like on top of a cupboard uh, in a room and a guard can walk in and he just won't even see you. And um, you're gonna see this one through to the end. Uh, I hope so. Um, hopefully, some of the days off. Uh, I mean, uh, Walking Dead or those games are pretty short. So yeah, 
I should have some time soon to play it. Dishonored, do, do you know how long that game is going to last? Like, playing stealth, like, how long is that? Does that game clock in at, like, 20 hours, or? I wouldn't say that long. I think there are six chapters, and, I mean, granted, I did do a lot of the, the side mission, uh, side content in the chapter, uh, the first chapter I played. Mm. Um, it, if if the first chapter is anything to go by, playing it stealth and trying to do most of the stuff in it, it's probably going to take me around 12. Okay, all right. Cool. Uh, what have I been playing? You been playing anything else? Uh, I mean, just, just more Borderlands 2. Yeah, me too. More of yeah, the that, stuff. That game's really good. Yeah, it is. More of the stuff I've been talking about, I was talking about last week. I didn't, I mean, Retro City Rampage is probably the only new addition there, and that game was a lot of fun. It's super hectic. I'll have a review up soonish. Um, whenever I get time to finish that game and just better explain what's actually going on there. But um, it's really fun, mission to mission, seeing what they're going to do next. You're always so curious. Every every building you go into, you're like, oh, this is, you know, like, uh, Toad from Super Mario has his own, like, tattoo shop. Um, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's it's like, uh, I, the references right now are escaping me. You know, you get like a, you say, there's like, Bionic Commando is half Robocop, half Bionic Commando. He has like a <laughs> Bionic arm, but he's actually Robocop. And like, you go get, you go to like the Rocketeer's house. Um, it's so random. You go to the Rocketeer's house and, he says he's going to give you like a flying device. You think it's going to be a jetpack, but it ends up just being the raccoon ears and tail from Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> and you just fly and you just like bop down on people. Uh, you know, you get the DeLorean. There's like some Fast and the Furious shit going on there. There's Kit from Knight Rider, the car. And there's just like so much going on. Just like so much pop culture squeezed into this like, oh, I guess it's 16-bit. Squeezed into this 16-bit game. Um... Oh like, God! Do you feel like it, it, it's trying to fling too much stuff at you, or is it just enough? Or oh, I don't know. I I, I need to spend more time with it because I don't know if like because like I'm I'm it's so overwhelming at times, but it's, <laughs> I'm never upset by it. Like that's the thing is it never actually like. I'm trying to hack a computer and, and and rob that NES robot. You know, is like kind of attacking me, and it's just like <laughs> I I don't know why it's happening. But I know that it's Rob, and that's so awesome. I don't know. It's like all these yeah. references. It's like it, it rewards you for being a gamer, and, it, and the more pl- games you play, especially old school games, it rewards you for that. It's got great like chip tune music, like eight um, bit styled music. It's just like it's got multi- like radio stations, like just like GTA does. So you're kind of oh, changing. Nice. Yeah, but it's crazy because like there's so many radio stations, and they're all playing different music. It's just insane. And there's a, they've got like. Um, Epic Meal Time has got a, a mini game in there. There's a Super Meat Boy game. There's Bit Trip Runner in that game. Like you could go to an arcade and play these games. So it's like super meta. Um, Have you gotten to any of the the Metal Gear parody stuff? Yeah, that's like right in the beginning. So Snake oh. shows up right in the beginning, and that that's really cool because you end up playing like Metal Gear, uh, the NES Metal Gear, like down to like how the the map layout was like kind of all set up and. And, like, it's just so good. It's just you start the game and, like, in the first ten minutes you're just whacked in the face with so many references and, and snakes there. And it's just, like, it's crazy. You know, um, G- Game Genie is a character. Uh, <laughs> game Genie is a character, but he he's suffering some su- from super meat boyitis. And if you remember Game Genie, he's kind of, like, just some red dude. And they, yeah. it's pretty much they, they're saying that he's, like, super meat boy because he has no skin and whatever. And then there's, like... Doc Brown from um, or whatever his name was from Punch Out, 
the and he's like he has a bike shop that that also has like a uh, a gym in it and so he he's like he's like the the coach that was riding the fat coach that was riding on the bike and punch out and he, he you have to go there to get a bike from him but he also has an arena and in the arena if you look closely it's sub zero and scorpion fighting against each other it's just so ridiculous it's so like there are winks and nods to gaming everywhere and i love that about the game but the gameplay itself it's not bad it's not bad and and for what it is i think it's still great because it's only like a 15 dollar downloadable title and um it'll last a couple of hours and it has a bunch of challenges like with leaderboards and stuff like that so i think i think that the game doesn't like overstay its welcome i think it'll only last like maybe uh, a couple of hours you can kind of burn through it there's a bunch of side quests but there's a lot to see if you want to take that in but i i don't think that you know the game never forces that stuff down your throat you, you kind of actively go out and find it it's never like the game's like hey check this out wink wink you know they kind of do that to a certain extent but for the most part you're it's just based on how much you actually notice you know and yeah. then once you once you start noticing a lot, then it's like kind of like a mind fuck because you're like Jesus. In this one mission, I've seen like ten different video game characters, and that's kind of awesome. <laughs> you know, that's kind of awesome. So I'm still playing more of that. Um, what else I've been playing? Uh, I've you know what I've been wanting to play Jet Set Radio, Jet Grind Radio, or whatever the HD oh, yeah? remake. Yeah, I've been wanting to play that. I never really got, got a chance to play it back then, uh, and apparently it's cool. And I like the art style, and I like just the game. Yeah, the art style. Right. It's really cool. Uh, I agree. So nothing else, Joseph? Just Borderlands? Yeah, um, I, I started the DLC. That's um, it's pretty interesting. Really? That's, Have you finished the game yet? Yeah. Shit. Um, the the DLC has some really interesting characters. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that about the entire game, though. So it's more Borderlands. There you go. True. I just got to a part uh, in the wildlife exploitation. Oh man, yeah, I know. What and you're I about. fought a boss, and it just broke my heart. That, that, we'll that's, that's what everyone I know feels about that. Like it's Borderlands terrible, one. and it's hokey, and it's super cheesy. But like, even though it's super cheesy, you you just you're so hurt by it. Um, that was my character in Borderlands One, uh, Mordecai, the uh, the hunter, or whatever. Um, I just spoiled it. You you spoiled it? No, you might have just by giving them character away. Oh, well, I didn't really say anything. I mean, if you really look into what I said, yeah, but then you deserve it. But um, <laughs> just just play Borderlands. I, I'm not far on the game at all. That's, I mean, I guess I'm level 20 whatever, but... Uh, I mean, uh, I finished the game around like level 32, 33. So, really? not... so, so how far am I from the end of the game? Um, uh, it's kind of hard to judge just because it takes longer to level after each one. Um that happens and then another major thing yeah i i think you have like one more plateau uh and then you're at the end damn Just like story story beat like beat wise okay cool that's not a bad thing yo dude i have a question that um that uh that arena i forgot what it's called the slaughterhouse yeah are there only five rounds or is there like multiple uh levels of five rounds oh man oh, there's two arenas like which one are you? Oh, really? There's I didn't even know. I thought there were, I thought there was only one. Uh, no, there's one that is later in the game that you can get to, um, and then there's oh, I don't remember which one. There's like something uh, slaughterhouse, and it's like the side the side mission while you're doing it is getting uh, kills with critical hits, so like headshots. Uh, man, I don't remember. Uh, I right. think 
Yeah, I just, I just don't remember. All right, cool, no problem. Yeah, Borderlands is fun. So, did you have you played enough of uh, what is it, Captain Scarlet's giant booty or big booty? I don't know <laughs> um, what it's called. Captain Scarlet and her pirate's booty. Her pirate's booty. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, have you played enough of that to get a good idea of like what's it, what it's what's about and like what what does it add? What does it add new? Uh, just more characters, and new areas to go. Um, that's about it. New guns or Spark. no? Um, there might be one or two that are specific to that, but I, I haven't gotten farther uh, far enough in it to really judge. Cool. That's the thing though. Is like. With Borderlands, it's so hard to judge uh, if it, there's new guns just because there's yeah. so many in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. What do you think is the best class? Um, I haven't. I really want to touch the Mechromancer. I haven't got to do that yet. Oh, dude, talk about overpowered! I played with one, and that that uh that that robot is just re- just stupid. It's not even <laughs> it's not even that the robot is 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 awesome, but she's also awesome. Like her gun damage is super high. And just the robot, like, heals you, destroys shit, destroys shit out of range, melees things, it tanks. It's it's just it's just crazy. It's yeah. just crazy. Plus, I, like, there's a isn't there a, an ability she has that um, every kill the robot gets, it gets an extra five seconds on the on the battlefield. <sighs> Something oh, ridiculous. That's, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you, but that sounds as overpowered as as she is. So yeah, she probably has that ability. Um, but what about the four stock classes? I mean, what, who do you think is the most powerful of the four? I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe maybe the soldier is just because that the turret. Yeah. Once you level it up, is insane. Yeah, it is. The turret is really really solid. I think that if you're a particularly skilled player, um, you can min max a lot of the like you can min max the damage output on the assassin really well. So if you're getting critical hits, his damage is just through the roof. Like yeah, if you. Just, yeah, if you if you spec like specifically for sniper sniping and you just kind of you know you you cloak and aim down your sights for a, a few seconds and just try to get off a shot right before you you uncloak and just make it a critical hit with a sniper and have a class mod that enhances critical hit damage or sniper and you could just just get some insane damage from that but um mm-hmm. the siren is really really yeah. useful that phase lock is amazing uh, yeah the the siren the siren and um soldier combo uh, i think works really well it does it does also siren and assassin siren and anything really but the gunzerker i haven't had the opportunity to play with uh a gunzerky gunzerky gunzerker know anyone who's playing as him like that's i think i think that he was the second wave like i think the assassin was taken the most at the beginning and then i, I took the assassin just because like yeah, because he looks cool. He's he looks cool, but I also like that gameplay style. Like I played as Mordecai in the first game. I mm-hmm. like that gameplay style, so it's it's suited to me. Although I do, I seriously believe that he has the shittiest action skill of all. Um, his, his action, it's 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 okay if you spec towards like the melee and critical hit damage. Yeah, true. But if for sniping, I think it's kind of useless. It is. It's super. I mean, you, you'll you'll get one critical hit off, which is nice and whatever. Uh, but it lasts for five seconds. It's just not that useful. It has kind of a heavy cooldown uh, for how often you need to do it for it to be useful. But um, yeah, the gun zerker. I mean, his action skill sounds insane. Uh, you know, pulling out two guns. But it's not only about the two guns. It's about the the damage reduction and that he fills like half his health back instantly. So if you're kind of dying, you just pull that off, pull it off, and he's just going to be like a superhuman. So that's kind of cool. But I it think it sounds like he would be better at later levels when you have higher damage guns. You know. Mm-hmm. 
And if you were carrying like a slag weapon and then a different type of weapon, oh, uh, that must be crazy. That would, yeah, it would be ridiculous. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, I guess that's all the Borderlands talk we need to talk about for now. And I, we've pretty covered we covered up the bases of what we need to talk about. Uh, nothing really left. Joseph, you have anything on your mind you want to share? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that's that's really much it. Um, I uh, I got nothing in the pipeline right now. I kind of finished everything with those two Far Cry uh, Far Cry three pieces I had. You're working on uh, you're working on something for a headset, right? Yeah, I'm still doing that. Um, I kind I feel really bad about it because I I think I've had that had the thing for like a month and a half and I haven't even started the review. Uh, but have you had a chance to use it? Yo, yeah, yeah, I've been using it um, every like I I won't go back to using the the speakers off of my TV. Um, hmm. The thing's really good. Like but, really, really good. Yeah, like really, really good. Um, so so just just to clarify, you're talking about the Astro A50s, right? Yep. Uh, wireless. Um, These so. must be new though, because like last time I checked, A40s were like the hot shit. Yeah, I think I think they came out maybe like four or five months ago. Okay. Um. I know the wireless is awesome. I've had no problems with with audio not getting to the headset. Um, charge time usually lasts around 10 hours on the battery, so you don't really have to worry about running out. Um, the light are comfortable, um, but I think I'm going to hold off on the review a little bit until I've played a good bit of Doom 3 with it, just because I, you know, I've played first-person shooters and, and action games and all this with it, but I'm really interested to see how they perform under kind of kind of like a survival horror type game where you're supposed to shit your pants cool all right man well looking forward to that and uh so headset sounds awesome man um so i guess that's that's pretty much all we have for you today folks you can follow psu.com on twitter at psu d-o-t-c-o-m you can follow joseph and i on twitter i am at don other d-o-n-o-t-h-e-r and joseph is at aces high 291 correct Yep, you got it. So that's A C E S H I J H two nine one, all one word. So follow H-I-G-H. us on Twitter. H. That's what I said. You said J. Shit, my bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so follow us on Twitter. Um, you can also find PSU.com on Facebook. Uh, make sure to find us on Facebook, please, guys. Uh, I asked I asked you guys a few times, but uh, it's important now more than ever. Just uh, if you have time. On the article where I posted the podcast, just follow our link to the iTunes page. Uh, subscribe, yeah. please, and submit a review if you'd like. Uh, tell us what you think about the podcast. If you have any ideas on how we could get better, if you really like us, just let us know. But it's important that you subscribe and uh, review us. It'll 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 get us higher, higher on the charts, and we'll be able to do more podcasts for you, uh, hopefully. So, guys, uh, with that, I bid you farewell, and uh, thanks for joining me, Joseph. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Next time.